0: St. Thomas Aquinas. So, beloved, I am happy to welcome all of you once again to Legon and St. Thomas Aquinas on the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, and um, I'd like to acknowledge uh, all of you who have come here also uh, to support in launching uh, my book, Breaking the Word. I want to thank you for coming and may God abundantly bless you. Amen. Amen. But let's dive straight away into um, the Word of God for today. Uh, the beautiful passages of Scripture that have been set before us. And um, you realize that the readings today are talking about the blessedness of a man, the blessedness of a woman. In fact, um, the responsorial psalm is actually from Psalm 1, a psalm that is uh, beloved of all of us. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the company of scoffers, nor sit in the company of scorners. but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates on it day and night. So um, it talks about the blessedness of a man. Now. This is a very contemporary topic because in Ghana today, chances are if you met somebody in the Trotra and you asked him, Oh, good morning, how are you? You respond, I'm blessed. So it, it makes us want to interrogate what it means, what actually it means when they say that somebody is blessed. Because we all say, you know, oh, I've been blessed, you know, I've got a promotion, I've been blessed, I've got a new car, so on and so forth. But in the mind of the Word of God, in the mind of God, what is it that defines when, when somebody is called blessed? What, what, what is God's mind about that? You know, these days, uh, sometimes you see on, uh, on social media, celebrity, you know, made so much money that means that he's blessed or a politician you know he becomes rich overnight he's blessed you know and that kind of thing and and people you know gravitate towards that and wish that you know we also will be blessed in that way but we need to understand what God thinks when he's talking about being blessed so that's what we want to interrogate this morning and I, I want to suggest to you that the readings of today Uh, are giving us just three points about talking when we talk about the blessedness of somebody. Just three things that it wants to teach us. Number one, it wants to teach us what is not somebody who is blessed. So it's giving us an example of what is not blessed. Okay, so that's a negative example that we're reading from Jeremiah chapter 17. So um, he'll give us characteristics of somebody who sometimes might think that he's blessed, but he's not. That's number one. Number two, he will give us an example of of a person that is really blessed. Somebody that God has blessed. If somebody is blessed really by God, when you look at that person, what do you see? That's number two. Number three, after telling us how to be blessed, he's now, now going to answer the question, if you want to be blessed, what exactly must you do? So how to be blessed That's so what he's going to teach. So first and foremost, uh, what is not blessed, and what is blessed, and how to be, how to be blessed. I'll call that the We shall look at it. So if we're reading from Jeremiah chapter 17, As we started reading today He begins by giving us the example Of the person that is not blessed And then he says So a curse is the man Who puts his trust in himself So the way To be not blessed According to the scripture Is to put one's trust in oneself But he continues to describe it And he says that he's the man who puts his trust in flesh. He puts his trust in flesh. That means that he's a man who focuses on the worldly. The worldly. So this is somebody who pursues wealth, pursues well-being, and so on and so forth. But the interesting words that he uses, he says he puts his heart in these things. Now you see, what is interesting is that he's telling us that the perspective of the man who is not blessed is a man who focuses on two things in his life. The first thing he focuses on is his intellect. He wants to know, he wants to acquire wisdom and so on and so forth, which is not bad. The second thing is that he focuses on the flesh. But you see, the problem is that man is made up of more than intellect and flesh. More than just the intellect and the flesh. If you read from Deuteronomy chapter 6, when he's defining man, he says that, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of... Sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 6, 4, he's saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, one with all your soul and with all your strength so man is made up of three things the heart the intellect he's made up of the soul the spiritual part and he's made up of the strength the flesh now the mistake that our man is making in Jeremiah chapter 6 is that he focuses on only two dimensions growing the intellect and growing the flesh And what he has left behind is the spiritual dimension of the man. My friends in the media team, maybe you can project that passage so that we can look at it together. This is the tragedy of this man. Okay, Uh, let's look at it together, maybe more closely. So this is the problem. He says the curse is the one who trusts in human beings who seeks his strength in flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. So he focuses on two things. On the flesh and then his heart is focused you know, on, on seeking the world's knowledge. So only two things. The intellect and, and the flesh. He doesn't talk about his nephesh, his soul. He's missing something important in his life. And you go on to describe what the man is like. He said that he's like a bush or a scrub that is growing in the desert. So you understand what that means. If a scrub is growing in the desert, the bush is growing in the desert, you know, it doesn't have much prospect. There's no water. It's going to dry up. But if that were just the problem, we'll be happy. Um, This morning, a friend of mine, Mr. Remy Poro, called me from Tamale. He said, Oh, Father, I really wanted to be at the book launch, but I can't come because I'm held up in Tamale. And my mind went to the north, for those of us who come from the north, or those of us who have visited the north. At this time, February, mid February, you go to the north, go to northern Ghana, and you realize that the seams, all the grass is completely, you know, dead if you are not lucky there's also bushfire in addition you know, so all the grass is gone, more like a desert, you know, kind of, And, and when you are there at this time of the year you'll be asking yourself, is this grass ever going to grow again you know, because it's so dry but I tell you let March come, or April first rains everything begins to turn green again So you see, being a scrap in the desert is not really the problem. The problem is what you are seeing on your screen. He says, but he stands in lava beds in the wilderness, a land salty. That's the the catch word. Salty. If there is a land that you don't want to cultivate again, you don't want grass to grow on it again, you spread salt onto it and once you spread salt onto it it will never regenerate if you remember the story of Sodom and Gomorrah it was dis- it was destroyed with sulfur and salt Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 23 you see it is okay to be in the desert to be in the drought we all have bad times in our lives, isn't it? but the bad time, will, I mean, it will come, it will go but the the man who puts his trust in himself is that today you will see him growing, you know, rigorous and green and lush and so on and so forth. But the day he dies, that's the end. No regeneration. No coming up again. He goes down and that is it. The difference between that and the man who is blessed the man who is blessed, today you can put him down, tomorrow you see him rising again. And that, that is actually what our second reading is talking about when he says that, you know, Paul is saying that for us who are Christians there is resurrection. That is what it means to be blessed. Look, I usually say that Look, sometimes I, I feel like I'm a cock. You can push me in the water so much. <laughs> you leave me a little. You see me floating again. The man who is blessed is not the man who does not go through difficulties. He will go through difficulties. There will be a dry season in his life, but let the rains come. He will flourish again. The man who is cursed, we shall be seeing him today, rigorous and lush, and we'll be praising him. Hey, this is a big man, you know, and all that. The day he withers, he withers in salt. So that's number one. The first lesson is how not to be like a cursed man. What is the characteristic of the person who who is not blessed? That's what he has told us. He may be looking rigorous and lush. Don't envy him. Don't envy him. Number two. So what is the characteristic of the man who is blessed? Thank you. Jeremiah chapter 17. Let's see what he says. The man who is blessed, he's the one who puts his trust in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. And he says that he is like a tree planted beside the waters and stretches out its roots to the stream. Now like I was telling you, this is very similar to Psalm 1. Okay, that we sang in a responsorial psalm. But I want to tell you something about this passage. Now, you see, when this passage says that he is like a tree that is planted beside watercourses, the word that he uses for watercourses is a rare one, Yatu. And it is interesting. The watercourses he's talking about are not like streams or lakes. No, Yatu actually means like an irrigation channel, you know like when there's a dry, there's dry season farming and they make you know these gullies where the water will flow like an irrigation channel that is what it means but what it means is that he's saying that he's like somebody who is intentionally planted intentionally and it means there's a farmer irrigation channel and planted him there. What it means is that the farmer's eyes are on him. And that's why he says that he does not fear the heat when it comes. Because there's somebody who is looking after him. That is why he's putting his trust in the Lord. He says its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress. May the Lord plant you by waters. Have you heard of a certain song that they say, um, his eye is on the sparrow, for I know he watches me. Yeah, that's it that's the definition of the man that is blessed i want you to understand that you may be going through a dry season but god has planted you by waters and his eyes upon you and that is why the whole of the desert may be dry but 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 you're smiling You know the Lord is taking care. So we've seen what it is um, not to be blessed. We've seen what it is to be blessed. Let's go to number three. How? How shall we be blessed? How shall we be blessed? I see in our gospel reading today, uh, this is a version of the Beatitudes. You know from your Bible that the Beatitudes are found in Matthew chapter 5, right? But they can also be found in Luke chapter 6. But there's a little difference between those two. You realize that in the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, it says that Jesus went up the mountain and then he spoke and he taught the crowds. taught them the Beatitudes. If you go into Luke's gospel, it says that Jesus went into the plain and then he spoke the Beatitudes. A simple movement, but significant. Matthew's Beatitudes in the mountains. Jesus' Beatitudes on the plain. What's the meaning? But Actually, if you want to understand what Luke is saying as we read today, you realize that before he came down, before he came to the plain, he went up the mountain to pray. He was actually with his disciples. He called the apostles to himself. He was in prayer. And after he had finished praying and doing what he did, then he descends into the plain to come and meet the crowds. And the word of God says they were from everywhere from Tyre and Sidon, from Judea, from Samaria, from everywhere. A spiritual pedagogy. Jesus begins with the things of God. He puts God's things first. And God then inspires him what to do and then he brings that spiritual wealth into the plane to come and affect the lives of people. That is the definition of the man that is blessed. Prioritizes the things of God from Ty and Sidon, the man from Phoenicia the man from Capernaum the man who is struggling, comes down to their level and speaks the word of God to them and you know I I do my community service teaching my young students here and I've been telling them about the significance of the plane in the, in the scriptures the plane is the way he comes to the plane, the plane is not just the plane See, in Israel, Jerusalem is up in the hill. And the Philistines were by the coast. And the plain is the place of struggle. It is the place where David meets Goliath. It's the place where Israel meets the Philistines. It's the place of battle. The plain is where we are struggling. Jesus comes from the mountain. He comes down to our level. He comes to infect. In he comes to to meet us at the point of our need. This is the paradigm of the man that is blessed. And you know, throughout Scripture, when we when they talk about the beatitudes, the beatitudes are actually what we call an imitatio dei, that means that we're trying to imitate what God is like. In all of the scriptures, anytime they're talking about the blessedness of somebody, that person is blessed because he's imitating what God himself is. And Jesus is giving us the paradigm for blessedness because indeed, he is the one that is blessed. blessed he is the one that is blessed. He's teaching us the paradigm. The paradigm of the man that is blessed is the man who puts God first up on the mountain. But is not unaware of the struggles that are going on in the plane. Descends to the plane Where we are struggling with our Philistines. It comes to help us, comes to support us, comes to lift us up. That is the paradigm. A man who is blessed has his attention fixed first on God. But he has not forgotten the struggles of his brethren. That is the paradigm. Three things, beloved. We've learned how it is to avoid being, as the scripture calls it, a curse. Or not being blessed. And not putting our trust in ourselves. Of making sure that we are whole, putting our attention on our intellect, on our flesh, but also on the spirit. We've seen the paradigm of what it means to be blessed. That God has intentionally put you by flowing waters. And we've learned how it is that we shall be blessed. By imitating Jesus himself, who puts God first, but has his eye on his neighbor. And after you've done all these things, may the Lord then prosper you. He says that he's like a tree that is planted beside water that yields his fruit in due season and everything that he does prospers. Everything that he does prospers. I pray that God will prosper you. And that he'll make you a blessing. May God bless you. Amen.